0: it's Jamie. This is If You Knew Me, a show where we share powerful stories from the inner lives of women, however they identify. These are first-person stories about topics that women rarely share, even with their closest friends. This week, we have our first-ever Where She Is Now episode. We're going back to a woman who previously told her story on our podcast— and talking with her about what has happened in her life since she shared her story on the show. It feels most appropriate that our first Where She Is Now episode is with Brenda Vandenberg, the woman who was our first ever podcast guest. Her original episode was entitled Motherless Mother. I can't wait to share Brenda's update with you. Before we dive in, I want to share that we have a goal of reaching 200 show supporters by the end of 2023. I would love you, dear listener, to be one of them. It's just a few bucks a month and you get super cool extras like upcoming merchandise discounts, behind the scenes extras, and the ability to submit ideas for show guests. And if you become a podcast patron before March 1st of this year, you will get a free If You Knew Me coffee mug. There's a photo of the custom mug on our blog and also up on Patreon so you can check it out. Just go to patreon.com slash if you knew me and sign up before March 1st for your thank you gift. Okay, so this week we are going back. Brenda Vandenberg told her story on our podcast almost exactly one year ago. You can listen to her original story. It's episode number one of the show. I'd recommend doing that, but you don't need to listen to that story to follow this episode. Brenda's original story was about losing her mom when she was just two years old She grew up in India, then moved to Singapore, and eventually she landed in the Netherlands. Her story is about how she was raised in the absence of her mother, about lifelong grief, and how losing her mom influences how she raises her own kids. In this follow-up interview, Brenda tells us what it was like to share her story publicly on this podcast, how people in her life reacted, and what shifts and decisions she's made, in part due to sharing her story. This episode is entitled, Where She Is Now, Brenda Vandenberg. Brenda, we recorded and shared your story about losing your mom when you were two years old and you don't even actually have memories of her and how that has impacted your whole life. You shared that in the very first episode of our podcast. And I am wondering, who you decided to directly share your story with, the podcast story, and how they responded.
1: So yeah, we did the interview exactly a year ago. I shared it with my really close friends and Dan's uh,
0: family. Your husband's family?
1: Yeah, his uh, brothers and his parents and things like that, and also his godmother as well. And I shared it with them. And I think for me, you know, to share it with my side of the family was really, really difficult to do that in the sense of there's still this sort of hesitation to talk about my mother and the consequences of her death. I didn't want to feel questioned as to why I had shared it or talked about it. I did share it on my Instagram. So there are family members who I have on Instagram. So I don't know who from that has actually heard it there's still a hesitation behind it to talk about it. Downside of the family, though, on the other hand, like really, really openly received it. And they were like, oh, we didn't know this part at all. And it was just so interesting to get a better insight into you and your emotions behind certain things uh, as well. So overall, I would say
0: like I've had a positive Reaction to doing the podcast. The one thing I'm really curious about is if telling your story publicly and telling about this pretty intimate part of your identity, if it in any way influenced your own personal narrative, did it alter your sense of yourself in any way by sharing it publicly?
1: One part definitely. And I think it's happened with age as well, where I no longer hold the shame of what happened to me. You know, whereas before I held on to that shame, I came from this family and I had all of these things happen and I held on to a lot of that shame. And with doing that, it was sort of like letting go of that shame and realizing this has nothing to do with me. It's not who I am at all. Uh, and I think that was probably the biggest realization and coming into for me. And going forward, like going through this year, I've totally felt like I've just not shameful of what my life and how it went and even sharing it and talking about it because that's the whole thing in the culture that I grew up in. You don't talk about these things. You don't air out your dirty laundry, one might say, because then you're bringing shame to the family. But I didn't do any of these things. You know, none of this. I was like the product of what had happened. And, you know, I don't feel like why I should be carrying that burden with me. So that certainly was a big shift for me since doing the podcast.
0: Can you point to a moment or an interaction or is it more subtle than that? If I look back, I think like certainly when the podcast itself came
1: out and I knew my story was out there, because of course there's that fear of like, oh, what are people people going to say about it? How are they going to react? let's say if my stepmom listened to the podcast, how is she going to react to it? Or if my brother listened to the podcast, how would he react to it? So it was like that kind of a hesitation that I was carrying. But at the same time, it was just this sense of like, but you have a story and how you felt or how I felt in that case is totally valid and reasonable. And so I think it was, yeah, it was a sort of when the podcast came out, it just like sort of the emotions that came with it, knowing that my story was is out there.
0: So speaking of, of your stepmom mm-hmm. <laughs> and also your father, the, the experiences that you shared in your story. Yeah. They are not a glowing review. No. <laughs> of your dad. No. And I'm wondering, did you share the story? Did you share the podcast episode with him? And if so, how did he respond or how has that been since sharing your story?
1: So I never shared the story with my dad because I have come to realize that my dad has a very narcissistic personality. Everything that was shared would just sort of, you know, fly over his head. Nothing would come in. It wouldn't create any kind of impact at all. So I never shared it with my dad. And I don't know if my stepmom has listened to it because since they got divorced, I've had no contact with her. At all. So I haven't shared it with him. And it's almost like I don't even want to share it with him because I feel like nothing is going to
0: come out of it as a result. So I've had the opportunity to speak with some women who've been on the podcast about certain decisions that they've made in their life after sharing their story on the podcast or insights that they've had since sharing their story publicly. And I'm wondering if you've made any important decisions in your life, you feel happened in part or in whole because of sharing your story on the podcast?
1: Um, Yeah, with sharing the podcast, it made me more aware of the moments when I didn't have my mom uh, and connecting more things that are happening in my life to that. Um, The other thing also that I think it really helped me do was to really seek a therapist this year and was very lucky that I, was able to see a very good therapist who I think has helped me tremendously. But also just certain things happened in my life since that podcast that have made me now have to let go of certain people in my life, uh, of a certain person specifically in my life, because it was just bringing me so down and affecting me so much. And I didn't realize it at all until I let that person go. May I ask who that is? Yeah, my dad. I don't have contact with my biological dad anymore. The dad who's in the story. Who's in the story, yeah. I was also just thinking to myself like how to explain it. But it's basically like a wound that was always there, but never bled, and now it's bleeding. Everything that comes with having an open wound and trying to address it, and pay attention to it. I'm irritated that I'm having to go through it because I'm like, hey, I was just on this path of trying to figuring out ways of approaching motherhood without having my mom in here. And now this has been thrown into the mix as well.
0: You mean you were figuring out motherhood without having a mom there? Yeah. Yeah. And now you've decided to let go of your father, the relationship with your father, and you're now also parenting without him.
1: Yeah, parenting without him. And then, you know, also like being confronted with the fact that both my biological parents are not in my life. It's like a very harsh way of having to go through life because he is still alive. I don't know. Maybe I will get in contact with him at some point. But this year I had had to take the decision of not uh, having any contact with him. It just has taken away so much of the stress for myself that I put on myself. And it was stress that I didn't realize that it even existed within me. And I didn't see this coming. I didn't expect it at all because it's, of course, with my dad, as much as I am aware there was a lot of negligence on his part growing up, becoming a mother and being an adult and everything, I thought, okay, you know what, we can go past that and just try to sort of be mature adults, let's just say, and move forward, you know, do the best that we can right now. Unfortunately, in his case, he's not able to do what he needs to do to be the father that I need and I want, yeah, in my life.
0: And how did that go um, between you and your dad, the actual breaking contact? Were you direct with him about that or did you just kind of stop talking?
1: Uh, It was like a, a mixture of both where it actually just started off with me just saying, you know what, I just need distance and space from you because of what you're doing. I cannot talk to you. And this happened during, let's say, over the summer or during we had gone away on our Holiday together. It's just the four of us as a family. And I said, I just can, I just need the space and I'm not going to be able to talk to you. Certainly while I'm vacation, don't expect any contact. And then it just sort of stopped. Like I just felt like I don't want to reach out. I don't want to try. I don't have that space in my life right now. All my energy that I have, I really just want to keep and preserve for the people who are really, really important in my life. So certainly my kids. Again, I did not realize how much it was affecting me as a mother towards them because there was this constant stress of having this relationship and this person who wasn't really living up to what I wanted
0: my father to be. Speaking of the people who you do want to give energy to, Uh what has happened in your relationship with your husband and with your children since sharing your story? With my husband,
1: I'm very, very lucky that I have a very deep connection with Dan to a point where sometimes I just am amazed by how much deep love he has for me that I know I'm worthy of that love too because I also love him just as much. Funnily enough, with me cutting contact with my dad, it has taken out so much stress from me and my anxiety is also like sort of Lessened a bit that I'm able to give myself to him a bit more, you know, have more space for him mentally and his needs and things. So that definitely I could see a big change in since this summer. And whereas with my children of just knowing that I'm a little less angry at them, still my daughter might say that I'm still more, a bit more of the angry mom, but I'm the one who's trying to get them out the door in the morning. So I have my moments where I'm saying, like, you know, please just get yourself ready. And actually it's something that you said in a podcast a little while back where you said, if I don't like show kindness to myself, how can I ever show it to my child? I am really doing the best that I can with what I know and with what I have. And that is enough. Like stop like trying to put more on myself every single day. And, you know, that I need to be more of this kind of a mother or more of that i love my kids tremendously and i'm really just doing the best that i can for them and that i think like giving myself grace has resulted in maybe and i hope giving them grace too of just saying okay you know you're allowed to have your big emotions and everything because that's always a bit of a trigger point you know the big emotions when you yourself are trying to unlearn how you handled those big emotions as a child and now having to relearn how to handle them better. So that's how I would say that I had noticed things have now changed, certainly in the last like five months with the family. Wow,
0: Mm -hmm. that's a lot.
1: Yeah, it's a lot, but it's like at the same time, this is where I want to be. Like this is how I wanted it to be. This is how I saw it. Like when I was dealing two years ago with really intense postnatal anxiety and depression it was just like this is not who I envisioned being at all you know and of course that makes the depression only worse but just now coming here and I can actually like look at my kids and enjoy just being in their presence and um, there are moments in those days where it's like I'm in bed with my kids and my husband and we're just all cuddling together I was like, life cannot be more perfect than this right now. Like, how can it be that I'm here right now and I'm experiencing this and it's just pure bliss. And I'm so grateful for that. And I'm having a lot more of those moments now than I
0: did before. That's so beautiful, Brenda. Thanks, Jamie. Um, I want to play a clip. From your original story on the podcast, you talk about the fact that you have very few personal items from your mom that you were gifted after her death. Just a few pieces of jewelry and a sweater, um, but not like her whole set of kitchen items, for example, and other things that a lot of Indian daughters would inherit. Right? There is one item in particular that you wish that you would have been given. And so I just want to play an excerpt from the original story. Okay. All right. And um, we'll listen to that and then come back together. Okay.
1: I think people don't necessarily understand why I need to know about her. Funnily enough, it's like what I would have actually wished was that if my mom had written a letter to me. If she would have said something to me directly. Of course, it must not have been easy to know that you're dying and you're leaving behind two young children. My brother has memories of her. My aunt has memories of her. My dad has memories of her. Everyone has memories of
0: her but me. So you wish that you would have a letter from your mom. Is that still true for you? Yeah, absolutely. You know, just something that was just from her to me. So here's the thing, Brenda. I am totally just putting you in the hot seat right now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, but I think you can handle it. Okay. I had this idea to challenge you and to challenge all of our listeners to write a letter to, in your case, maybe your children and other people um, who don't have children or, you know, have another person in their life to challenge you to write a letter directly to them about what you want them to know about you. Okay to actually write a letter Uh and to report back. You don't have to tell us what's in the letter, but you could potentially take a photo snapshot of some portion of the letter or the outside or the envelope, something that proves that you've taken the challenge on. And I was wondering if you would be willing to do that before May 1st.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. You'll do it? Yeah, I'll do it. Because it is funny that you even said that because it was just so a few days ago, but that I was thinking to myself, like, I don't know what came over me, but what would I tell my children? Like, there, were, there was these words that went through my head and I was like, oh, I should put it down in a letter. Actually, no, sorry. And now I realize what it was. It was because, you know, we have um, Christmas celebrations coming up, right? So
0: we get together with the family, but that's when we do poems. We exchange our
1: poems as well.
0: Which is a tradition in the Netherlands to write poems along with your gift. Right.
1: Yeah. Along with your gift. And then I thought, oh, we haven't done a poem for the kids as yet this year. So maybe we should do it. And I was like, but if I do it, the problem is that it's going to be in English. Um, uh, I mean, it can be in any language, actually, but I was like, Oh, but it would be in English. And then what would I say? And, but of course, there was so much emotion will be behind it. The few words that I can remember right now of just knowing of how they have been my absolute healers in my life. And it all started with, of course, meeting their dad, but yeah they've just healed me in ways that I never thought was going to be
0: possible by just their mere existence. But I will. I will write a letter. You will write a letter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, fantastic. So we are challenging you, the listeners, here with Brenda. Brenda has taken on the challenge to write a love letter to her kids. You can write your letter to your kids, or your best friend or your great aunt who you love, whoever it is where you want this person to know who you really are and what your life was about and why you love them. So that's the challenge. We will put more information in the end of the show about how to take part. But Brenda, thanks for doing the challenge. I'm going to do it too. Okay. So there'll be at least two of us. All right. (laughs) Okay, great. (laughs) So anything else that you want to share or want to say before we leave each other today? For me, one thing I have to say
1: is that, and I've said it before to you itself, that I really absolutely admire what you and Pete are doing over here of sharing these women's stories. What is so amazing is that every story that you guys have put out, there's been something that I could relate to. That, you know, the experience is not the same, but the feeling or the emotion feels the same. Perhaps not feeling accepted or the feeling of anxiousness about something. And you just sort of connect to that. It. It's like, I know what it feels that. And just that small understanding of that feeling itself already makes you feel connected to another being. And I really appreciate that. It makes you feel a little less alone. Not that I feel alone in this world, but it you, makes you feel more connected to more people. That's how I would say it. You know, so I really appreciate that. And I just admire the work that you guys are doing. So thank you for that.
0: Our pleasure. I'll speak on behalf of both of us. Our pleasure, our passion, and hearing that from you makes me want to keep going. Great. And we will. Well, thank you so much, Brenda, for giving us an update.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for checking in.
0: Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed it, we'd love it if you'd leave a rating or a review on Apple or directly on our website, which is ifyouknewme.show. As I noted in the episode, Brenda has accepted my letter writing challenge. You can take part in the challenge too. Just write one letter to your kids, your lover, your parent. Once you've written your letter, take a photo of it, the envelope or a corner of it, and post the image on Instagram or Facebook. Be sure to include a hashtag, #BrendaLetterChallenge and tag us too. You can read a bit more about the letter writing challenge on our blog. Last but not least, I want to thank our League of Women at the end of 2022 we invited a select group of women leaders to help us expand and elevate this podcast with their time, talent, and resources. Our League members include Freda Hertz-Brown, Carrie Ahern, Christine Shook, Sister Monica Clare, Don Rood, Elizabeth Doerr, Kara Garner-Pass, and Karen McNeil. This podcast is produced by me, Jamie Younger, and my husband, Pete Herkmans. Thanks so much for listening to If You Knew Me. We'll be back with you next week. Thank